something interesting to say right here. Before this, no biggie. And after this, the time has come to make a choice. It's time. I know what goes on behind the doors. I know because I saw it. I lived it. He is gone. I'm into some kinky stuff. What? D. Snyder Radio. I told you. D. Snyder. Where's my autograph book? Okay, stop talking. Get in. Sit down. Shut up. And hold on. Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, D. Let's play. Trixodecophobia? No. <laughs> that also. No, because of my it's a bank of holiday phobia. I know, but didn't we do a trade-off at some point? Yeah, I just want to make that clear to people. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Traded an extra day on my vacation for, uh, for Good Friday. Not that I'm not deeply religious. But I felt there was still plenty of time to worship properly and work in the morning. That's Check, true. Checked with Beth Locke when she told me that. So, um, so anyway, just so in case you're keeping track, I say, mm -hmm. hey, isn't this a bank holiday? Because I know a lot of you guys aren't here on the show today because you're probably sleeping in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I should be. Mm. I think that, well, I don't know who has it off. I know state and local, that kind of thing, banks. Schools. Schools. Cool. Got a lot of the kids listening, so mm. let's do a really special show for them. All right, Beth. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about Genitalia. No, um, Beth? Yeah. I was going to ask you something. Oh, on your uh, so on your days off, when you sleep in, right. doing the little quotation mark, what is, okay, not sleeping in is getting up at... Three. Sleeping in is getting up at... 6.37. Getting crazy. <laughs> I can't sleep later than that. Uh, I'm pretty much like that myself. About 7 o'clock is like sleeping That's in. four extra hours. Yeah. I mean, I go to bed later, but I right. go to bed like midnight. So it's between 7 and 8, depending on what time I'll go to mm -hmm. bed. What's sleeping in for you, Nick? Uh, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and what time do you normally get up? 3.30. Sean, what time do you normally get up? 4.35. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to check that. I knew that Yeah, he, I hear Sean at the computer every morning calling him at 4.30. No, that's just the sure you're out of bed call. No, oh, today I heard him, the third I heard or fourth him wake say, up call. get up, get up. <laughs> well, we were, we were out last night. He knew I wasn't in very good condition. He had to drive home from the club last night. Oh, man. <laughs> Best man. Oh, yeah, yeah, the big night alchemy. It went yeah. down okay last night? Yeah, it was cool. It was First fun. time in New Haven. How are the New Haven peeps doing? Oh, uh, good. I like right. those people down there. They love D. Snyder Radio. Yeah, big there. fans of the show. Let's be, get up, get up. <laughs> <laughs> like his mother. This is like some coach in a boxing ring or something. <laughs> get up, get up. <laughs> uh, dark side. What time you get up normally? Yeah, between 4 and 4, 15-ish, give or take. What's sleeping in? Noonish. Wow. I don't know how you Can't guys do can it. do it. 
Yeah, seven hours, eight hours, my eyes are like open. Plus, I just want those two full days. Yeah, I hate losing the day. Yeah. I hate losing the day. I mean, Nick, you spoke the other day about like losing a day. I mean, I think the weekend's too short as it is yeah. to actually lose a day. Yeah, I haven't seen a full Sunday in months. Yeah. Well, but you like your sleep, right? Yeah, but I like to, I mean, I extend my day. Like, my Saturday could go to, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, depending on how Yeah, I noticed a few local uh, college kids extending their day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching groups of kids that are, you know, in college and was a day off, walking around the streets of Hartford this morning. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get my coffee. <laughs> like, clearly, you know, dolled up from yeah. well, what's left of being dolled up from the <laughs> yeah, night yeah, before. Right. Heading home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the walk of shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing the walk. I love that. Oh, do we got Pantera's walk in there? <laughs> in honor of the walk of shame. Walk! Oh. That's who Slayer's going to be with uh, in concert, Dark Side. Oh, the yeah. Pantera, that's right. And Static X. Mm. Ah. That's going to be a mean show. <laughs> well, I'm not in a mean mood this morning, so my selection is a little bit more casual, a little more easy. I'm so you surprised. feel shame. But uh, <laughs> I don't feel shame. Sometimes there's certain songs that catch you. They catch you. The seal song caught me. I don't know if it was the scars on his face or the message he's sending. Is that a, is that a reaction to the scars on his face, Dark Side? No, it's a reaction to your pick, man. <laughs> it's good, man. Listen to the words. It's D-Sign of Radio. It's Radio 104. Santa Radio, Radio 104. <laughs> Excuse me. If I want to eat crap out of you, I'll squeeze your head, all right? <laughs> it, let me tell you something. I don't want to hear anything out of you for my choice this morning. A, I never bought the guy's record. I just happened, the song happened to catch me. And you, who owned Michael Jackson's oh Thriller, my God. was just discovered? How dare you? <laughs> hmm. yeah. I was a kid, man. How dare you? No excuse. <laughs> yeah. Do you use your allowance money to buy that? No, my parents bought it for me. Oh my oh. god! And you dance, and I know you danced in front of the mirror to Billy Jean. Did you oh. try to moonwalk Dark Side, Dave? <laughs> you know you did. You tried to moonwalk. Oh, I think everybody's tried that at least once. Yeah. I have. I mean, even tried. Can't <laughs> do it. It's freaky to see. <laughs> Can How's- you imagine Dark Side with his big giant feet <laughs> trying to moonwalk? I was a kid. I didn't have big giant feet. <laughs> oh please! I'm sure they were big, oh, man. You tore your mother almost in two with those things when they came out. <laughs> They're what a 14 now. Big How nails small could on they them. Fit? <laughs> You know what I said about the pause? <laughs> how big the kid's going to be. It must have been huge. <laughs> huge. Nick, they I know that. They say it about kids. They say it about dogs. Kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> big hands. Uh, Nick, of course, you had Thriller. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 That was in your house. Actually, yeah, my parents had it. I didn't have it, but I did see Michael Jackson in concert. See, that's your first clue. Mom and dad were grooving to Michael. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> He's a chameleon. Well, I didn't need you to buy my own. Yours. I didn't need to buy it. My dad bought it. Mm-hmm. Could any letter borrow his copy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was all like crazy. Was it vinyl? Mm, I think it was a tape. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And Sean? Kiss. 
<laughs> Did you have the Michael Jackson oh, record? Yeah, someone bought it for me, but I listened to it like <laughs> once, and I told my mother oh, that I don't like this garbage. That's oh, such God. a lie. No, it is you not a lie. Liar. I didn't like it. I was, I was Beth. I was running around my house spitting ketchup out of my mouth. Thriller was you were oh, you're thirty what thirty one years old almost thirty eight. I hope 30. that you weren't. <laughs> when, when did Thriller come out? 1984? Yeah. You were still running around spitting ketchup out at 14 or 15 years old? Yeah. Old yeah, well, that's, there's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. now, I think that a lot calls of people for a loser, were, not an old school. <laughs> were duped by that chameleon. <laughs> duped. Oh, I got Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Oh, that's metal? Did you have the album? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Did Suzette? Was it in your house? No. <laughs> Nowhere near the house. You're going to tell me you never liked any of Michael Jackson's songs? Huge Jackson 5 fan. ABC is good. <sighs> Love that Jackson 5. They kick ass. Off the wall. That was an awesome album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> old school. Now you're losing me. I really liked that album. It was a good one. He had the big fro and everything, and he was actually black. Yeah, it was pre-plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Wide nose. Yeah. It's cool. It was a good look. Old school. What if you get yeah. that back? <laughs> yeah, right. Just for the reunion tour. Was <laughs> <laughs> I talking about a reunion? Would be great if he came out looking like a black guy again. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me putting on the spandex. There, you yeah. put on. Come on, put on the old, old afro and big wide nose and everything. The black skin, great stuff. <laughs> oh man, the guy only only black guy would have to go blackface to actually yeah. be black yeah. again. <laughs> he is terrifying. What happened to that guy? Well, you met him. Yes, I did. It was nice to you, wasn't he? Yes, he was very pleasant. We just spoke. I just shook hands, said hi. You were allowed to still look him directly in the face at that point? Yeah, it was pretty <clears throat> pretty casual. Uh, Twisted was recording Stay Hungry in L.A. in a studio that he frequented. And I was quite shocked because, yeah, we had a lot. I mean, first of all, he wasn't as psychotic as he is now. He still, he looked, let's see, kind of Billy Jean look so he's still good Billy Jean, he's still he was still a black guy mm -hmm. he hadn't started really going crazy i think he started going nutsy around when by the time thriller came out the mm -hmm. song thriller mm -hmm. he had some nose work done now oh, he was yeah. thinning out his nose and you know he was turning into a white guy um powder <laughs> that movie was, that was a autobiography i think <laughs> anyway and um he was in the studio. We were in the studio. And I thought, that's strange, you know, that he would... I figured, you know, he would block out the whole studio. Had one security... One bodyguard. This old guy who'd been with the family for years. Guy must have been in his 60s. Very laid back. Had a gun. But he was, you know, a, a former cop. And then Michael was just... Quincy Jones was in the other studio. And they were working. And uh, I just went down to get some tea. And Michael was grabbing a cup of coffee or something. And just said... How you doing, man? Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. That was it. You know? Hmm. Dark side. <laughs> if you couldn't moonwalk when you were 12, you certainly can't do it now. <laughs> Sit your ass down. <laughs> he can still try. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Pretty light on my feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start knocking stuff over. Yeah. If we go off the air, you're in trouble, mister. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty normal. You know, surprisingly normal. Even back then, I don't know, I, I would be surprised if it was the same now. Now I hear he like sneaks in at night and all those kind of things. But it's just like, you know. I read something the other day that he's short on money. He's Is that right? doing that David Bowie sell the catalog. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, his nut must be huge. 
I said, nut, not nuts, Nick. Oh. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, nut. You know what I mean? His monthly, what he has to lay down to uh. keep the Neverland Ranch oh, yeah. alive. Yeah. To be Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. Mm -mm. It's not easy. All right, let's see what's going on today. Oh, it's, uh, you know, it's Feast or Famine here at D. Snyder Radio. We won't have interviews for weeks on end. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a show full of interviews. So uh, we spoke to Brett Michaels yesterday afternoon because he's out on the West Coast. So he called in and uh, we recorded our conversation with him, which we'll get to in a little while around 7.30. Uh, Jim Cook, president of Sam Adams Beer. Now, when they first told me, hey, you want Jim Cook to come in? I said, why would I want the president of a beer company to come in? And, and Beth and Nick said, no, we've had him in and he's really... He's entertaining. Mm -hmm. and, and he brings uh, free beer. And he brings free beer. So we had him in, and uh, he was entertaining. We had fun. Mm -hmm. So he's back in town. We invited him down, especially since Dark Side is drinking again and only drinking Sam Adams. Mm -hmm. So did, did anybody inform Jim of this? Yeah, he knows. So he's going to bring some, some selections yeah. so Dark Side can get plowed on the air. So Darcy's going to get drunk on today's show. He never comes empty-handed, Jim Cook. No. He's got his portable cooler and he's half in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> he arrives half in the bag. <laughs> his constant state. I was looking at his little, his little caricature of him and the caricature's half in the bag. <laughs> he's like, it's not all there. And, oh, oh every Friday, Rob Dibble calls in uh, and I want to talk to him. Because I was listening to the Dan Patrick show yesterday, and they had a guy named Jason Williams on. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. From the new, he was formerly the New Jersey Nets. Okay. Uh, he broke his leg last year and he retired. And uh, Nick's, uh, Nick's typing a little, oh, sounder window. I got to do that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and uh, this guy was really funny. It was really funny. I want to get him on the show could replace Craig Gass. Yeah. <laughs> like eight foot black basketball player, retired. He was awesome. Great rebounder. Was he? Unbelievable. Yeah, oh. great player. It's too bad that he's not in the league anymore. Well, he's another one that, that is toying, they say he's toying with the idea of returning. Mm. Yes. He's uh, testing the leg in the gym. See how it is because he broke it, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's, a, that's like, usually they shoot basketball players who break their legs. <laughs> Turn them into glue. Is that horses? <laughs> I don't know. I always get those confused. Anyway, uh, so we'll talk to uh, Rob Dibble later on as well. Brand new Talking Dirty with Beth Lockwood. <sighs> Courtesy of a listener named Brenda B, who uh, steered Dark Side Dave in the right direction, and we got a goodie. So uh, here it is. I've got to tell you this because I would be remiss. If I didn't inform you that Radio 104 is giving you a chance at $10,000 and a trip every workday, more stations, more money, more winners, today, between 11 and 12 p.m. on Wilkow's show, 11 a.m. And, tw and 12 noon, right? On Wilkow's show, the cue to call will play. When you hear it, if you are calling number 25 to our nationwide toll-free number at one eight seven seven thirty three bucks, b u c k b u c k s, you'll win. 10 G's and a 15-day trip to Australia. That's right. Down under. Every day at quarter past the hour on D-Snyder Radio, I will announce that day's one-hour window in which the cue to call will play. Check this out. Next week, all week, we're giving away 10 G's. Can I say we're giving away? Yeah, Radio yeah. 104 is giving away a chance. Mm -mm. No, Radio 104 is giving you a chance. There it is. I got it. See, Nick? Almost get me in trouble. Radio 104 is giving you a chance at 10 grand and a trip to Africa. 
Africa? Oh, I want to go to the soccer stadium. A lot of excitement down there. Okay, that's next week. This week is the last day for a chance for a trip to Australia and 10 grand. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. When we come back, we'll do our recap. The recap from yesterday's show, as always, is entitled Stick and Move. Stick and Move. All right? I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it was funny. We had a good show yesterday. So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Opening at the Oakdale Theater, April 17th. How would you like to go? If you are caller number 10 right now at 860-666-4444, you will win a pair of tickets to the opening night of Rent at the Oakdale Theater. And later this morning, we're going to pick the grand prize winner from the people who checked out the Hartford Current and filled out an entry form and mailed it in. Somebody's going to win two VIP tickets to see Rent opening night. Is it opening night for the VIP tickets? Yeah. Dinner at Hot Tomatoes and a limo ride provided by Premier Limousine. All courtesy of Radio 104, the Oakdale Theater, and the Hartford Courant. Um, tomato. Yeah. I just spell tomatoes. Yes. It is a yes at the end? So the famous Dan Quayle thing was that it's was it's tomato with just an O at the end, but tomatoes adds an E-S, not just an S. And he was spelling it singular, I think. Right? Tomato with a toe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right on, just checking. What to be honest, because I saw tomatoes, oh. hot tomatoes, and I was curious if that was the correct spelling. I thought it was a whole Dan Quayle issue, even though I kept my mouth shut during that time, because I wanted Dan to take a lot of flack. I have, do have to admit that I was a little confused on the spelling myself. Although I think the restaurant is O apostrophe S, right? Ah. Uh, I don't know if it is. Yes. Dinner at Hot Tomatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, would, it would be like possessive form. I think it is. Because we're possessing the dinner, I believe. By the way, Mary from Newington is going to see Rent. Enjoy the show, Mary. And um, we're going to do our recap from yesterday's show. And afterwards... Brand new in the hood. Nope. Brand new talking dirty with Beth Lockwood. But next week, brand new in the hood with Beth Lockwood. People loved in the hood. So listen for that next week. And keep sending your suggestions on email. I've been getting some. Yeah, yeah. We're looking, you know, we want hardcore hip hop, but a little lean more toward the, uh, you know, we don't want obscure artists. Mm -hmm. Like I believe next week's is Biggie Smalls. Notorious B.I.G. Oh, Notorious B.I.G. It's the same person. Same guy. 
Is it really? Come yeah. on, Dark Side, get rid of it. Uh, yeah, a lot of them have a uh, couple of names. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, they go by a couple of names. Notorious B.I.G. is Biggie Smalls. That's ridiculous. Uh, May he rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. You wish you had his life. <laughs> yeah. Dead. <laughs> and bloated. <laughs> hey. STP. All right. Let's uh, enjoy the recap from yesterday's program. It is entitled uh, Stick and Move. Enjoy. This is Radio 104. Authorities in West Virginia say a store clerk is lucky that a robber was too drunk to steal the right kind of ammunition. According to deputies, Brian Lee Moore stole a rifle from a house in Wheeling and then stole a box of shells from Walmart. But he took the wrong sized bullets. He spent the night drinking, then tried to rob an adult entertainment store. In the process, he pulled the trigger, but the rifle misfired because it had the wrong ammunition. The clerk was then <laughs> able to overpower him and hold him until police arrived. Reminds me of a movie years ago with Robin Williams called Survival or Survivor. Mm, I don't remember that one. It wasn't a very big film, but there's a scene where he gets into a gunfight with somebody and he realizes he took the wrong ammunition for the gun. <laughs> and they're out in the woods and, and uh, the guy from Smoking the Bandit, the singer, the country singer, Jerry... Hey, I know who you're talking about. You know, talking guy. About, he's the other guy. And he's like, do over. <laughs> and, and, and like, what? He goes, I took the wrong ammo. Can I go back to my house and get the right stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you must have got manure for your brain. <laughs> and, so, and so the guy, the guy goes... Yeah, sure. He goes, I knew you were good people. He comes out of hiding, and of course the guy starts shooting at him with a gun. There's no do-overs. Well, with Easter right around the corner, here's a warning for you. According to a food allergy specialist, Dr. Ellen Cutler, the food dyes in traditional Easter candies can cause your kids to have tantrums and crying fits because the dye does not properly metabolize completely in the body. She says jelly beans are the worst for causing fits because they have the most dye and that gummy bears in excess are pretty bad too. She says to try to prevent this, limit the amount of candy in their candy baskets, especially the kinds that contain dyes. That's it. Get that jar of jelly beans off Nick's desk, Sean. <laughs> it explains a lot of things going on here. My kids love jelly beans. Have you, have you ever noticed that they have fits? How could I tell? Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> Normal everyday addict? No, I don't know. I'm Reagan was fits. eating those things by the handful. Oh, great. <laughs> I, yeah, now they got those trays of gourmet jelly yeah. beans. My kids like to get those with all the different ones mm -hmm. in the different compartments. And they sit there chowing on them. Oh, those popcorn ones are gross. See, they love those popcorn mm. ones. They think they taste just like popcorn. My mom likes them, too. Ugh. I feel the same way. Ugh. <laughs> Who, why do you need the <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do. I don't get it. Why you're mad at me. I can tell. I I'm no. pissed. I'm pissed. Uh oh. <laughs> well, now you know. You don't want me to get angry. No, I, you know what I'm pissed about is the whole thing. <laughs> I'm trying to do the news. Well, a Canadian man, Dark Side Dave, accidentally shot himself in the head while hunting for raccoons. Ow. 35-year-old David Rydell is in serious condition and may lose an eye. It is thought that he lost his footing and shot himself with a 22 caliber rifle. He was trying to kill raccoons in his uncle's barn. He managed to walk back to the home after dropping the rifle, which did hit his left eye. Authorities say he's very lucky and that it didn't hit his brain stem. He's in serious condition. 
Just a flesh wound. You gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That, that hunting raccoons in the barn is really challenging. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are some shooting cats in a cage. I got him cornered. Let's, he shot himself. <laughs> oh my but Dark Side, God. Dave, you said that you had a near miss. Do most hunters have one of those stories of a near miss? Um, I wouldn't say most hunters, and I would definitely not say the ones that aren't careful because mm -hmm. I was being careful. And sometimes it is just, just the gun that misfires. Uh, who knows, you know? I almost accidentally shot um, somebody once. That's your story. <laughs> You're sticking with it. Yeah, well, you know. Did the, the gun, gun go off? Yeah, it misfired when I was loading it. And um, I had it pointed towards the ground. And my buddy, well, it was pointed down and towards the ground, and a friend of mine came walking up around behind me, and then in fr like to well, the side of me. And right, you know, he kind of walked in the way, but um, it happens actually. Hey, that's how. Uh, that's what the guy said to Mudbone when he shot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gun misfired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, just cleaning bone? it. Right, my phone? Yeah, hey, uh, he wasn't missed by it. <laughs> 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 he said, "I missed." <laughs> Well, a man whose wife ran off with the wedding day chauffeur after two weeks of marriage has now lost his second bride to the man who made the wedding invitations. Romanian Alina Bodine. Oh, no. <laughs> this is me, myself, and Irene, for God's sake. <laughs> fell in love with the invitation maker when she went to his shop in a letter to jilted Soren Archden on what should have been their wedding day. She said it was love at first sight. She said she couldn't bear the thought of marrying Soren and wanted to be with 24-year-old invitation maker Florin Cuckoo. He's a whore. <laughs> he misses twice. How freaking nightmarish must this guy be? <laughs> First the chauffeur, and then the invitation guy. Oh, man. If I was <laughs> him, I'd have nobody there. I'd be afraid she'd hitch up with the minister. Man. <laughs> the next one. Hey, Folly, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> What's going on over there? Where is this? Our favorite place, Romania? Uh -huh. oh, it's Romania. But that, you know what? That could happen anywhere in the world. You think it would happen to you? No. Okay. A dog owner in England has invented a walking stick that lets owners pick up dogs' messes. <laughs> Edward Freewind's poo stick has a disposable cardboard box at one end. Came up with the idea while he was taking his Jack Russell Holly for walks. The box opens with a tug on a string at the top of the stick. The poop is scooped and the box shuts. He says with one of these, you can walk for miles with it right on the end of the stick. On long country walks, the dog can do its business, and you carry it back with you. I've got a pair of sneakers that does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Picks it up and uh, carries it right back with me. <laughs> Stays with you for days. <laughs> Do you get a stick and pick it out of the damn bottom of the shoe? Well, Thailand is set to issue passports. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Crap in a sneaker? It's the worst. Every time you walk in somewhere, people go, oh, what is it's that? the worst. Yeah, and if you I mean, don't notice, and it's like trailing behind you on your rug. Oh man, and the poo stick too. Mm. But that's not such a good idea because you can smell the crap on your foot. So certainly, you should be able to smell the crap on the end of the poo stick. <laughs> so you're walking around smelling like crap for miles, <laughs> taking it with you. This is Sean's best case dream scenario. All right, Sean, stand by. A 27-year-old German man was forced to spend the night in a porn cinema after being locked in accidentally. Oh, what a drag. The last worker forgot to check the premises before going home. The man, who had booked himself into the one-man porn film cabin... 
Awesome. <laughs> What's this guy's name? I'm gonna live vicariously. <laughs> They don't have a name for him, but he lived near Cologne, Germany. Loser. <laughs> we, we have a name for That'll him. That'll do. <laughs> uh, he, was fa- he found that he was locked in. He called police on his uh, cell phone, and they had to uh, get a locksmith to let him out. What? He wanted to get out? Well, I guess what the problem was, that he couldn't restart the film. Oh. Otherwise, I think he'd be perfectly happy to I have think stayed. We, we got his name. See, your name's Gay Falker. <laughs> <laughs> Gay Falker. Uh, That's his name right there. Falker. The one-man porn film cabin. Yeah, apparently. He was stuck to the seat. <laughs> he couldn't free himself. <laughs> That's disgusting. Good morning, everybody. Wake up with that visual. Well, I told you, I'm not going to tease you anymore. Sit back and enjoy. Brand new, talking dirty with Beth Lockwood. This is sort of a uh, an assist from a listener named Brenda B, who pointed Darkside Dave in the right direction, and he fired a shot. And now, Dee Snyder Radio presents Talking Dirty with Beth Lockwood. He's living the life of Riley in that hole. That was Beth Lockwood talking dirty on Dee Snyder Radio. <laughs> <laughs> why did that come? He scores! So that's why you wanted to know what the life of Riley means. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suzette always says that to me. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that was... Uh, yeah, somehow it felt very dirty. Yeah. <laughs> not somehow. As, not as dirty as the last one. Woo! <laughs> last one was a toughie. Was the the was the voice quality for some reason you used on that last one that made it particularly heinous? Well, we got to take a break. News is coming up next. Beth Lockwood, what's in the news? Well, the inventors of a couple things you may use all the time have died. I'll tell you about those. The debate rages over whether or not it's legal to sell your own urine. Uh, okay, they don't say anything about feces, do they? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Luckily for us, <laughs> an overzealous census taker. Finds himself in jail. Also, Steve Buscemi gets stabbed. And an update on last night's Survivor. Yes, I heard about that. Good. Oh, this is very interesting. It was more than Steve Buscemi. It was a whole bunch of movie stars. It was a fight. It was a fight, damn it. Knife fight. Yeah. And when we return, I'll have all the Euro locations. 46. They're everywhere, man. There's no excuse for not having a Euro sticker on your vehicle or cubby or cubicle, or locker, or skateboard, or something. No excuse. But right now it is time for the fabulous Psycho Dan and the Traffic Report. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. On Radio 104. You know that call before you dig thing we just did? Mm-hmm. That's free. It should be. Yeah, I mean, it should be, and it is. And uh, I was talking to my landscaper because we're having some work done in the yard. And, you know, he said, you just call these guys up, they come right mm-hmm. down, and they mark everything out for you. It's basically a bigger headache to everybody oh, if yeah. you start cutting <laughs> water mains and <laughs> cable lines and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, not only that you can get hurt, although that's obviously the serious concern, but if you drill through something... And they have to fix it. Yeah, so uh, that's free. Anyway, Euro stickers. You got one yet? 
The D-Euro, got to have it. Got to stake your claim to the new sheriff in town, D-Snyder Radio. We've got a network of locations, and these are all peeps of D-Snyder Radio. I put the word out, said, hey, need to distribute these stickers. I need to get them out there, and you responded in a big way. So not only when you go to these locations, you know, pick up your Euro, but think about using these people. In your day-to-day, uh, you know, for your day-to-day needs. Here we go. Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores in Cromwell, Wethersfield, and New Britain, Connecticut. Expressive Auto Sales in West Haven. Clark's Dairy Restaurant in New Haven and Orange. Huntington Leather in Huntington, Long Island. The Donut Center in Shelton, Connecticut. Morris Market in Delhi and Morris. Mannix Chevrolet Pontiac in Guilford. Scotty's M&M Spirits in Tathville. Wilkett Deli in Wilkett. The Edge Tattoo in Enfield, Planet Fitnesses in Vernon in Manchester, Auto Lube in Enfield, Anderson Tire in Cheshire, Rob Cardi Salon in Wilbraham, Massachusetts, Midas Auto... Whoops, same page again. Copper Beach Tans in Milford, Nolan Brothers uh, Music in Naugatuck, East Northport Army and Navy Store in East Northport, Long Island, Phoenix Records in Waterbury, Record Breaker in Newington, The Music Station in Wallingford, the Beauty Mark Tattooing and Piercing in Waterbury, Connecticut. The Corner Store in New Milford. Sitco Gas Station in New Milford. Soho Computers in Milford. Indian Motorcycles in West Springfield, Massachusetts. Toyota of Wallington in Wallingford. <laughs> Toyota of Wallingford. Sorry, folks. In Wallingford, Connecticut. Supplement City in Berlin. Union Auto Parts in West Springfield, Mass. Cars by Us in Wilkett, Connecticut. Music Outlet in Enfield. Dark Side Tattoo in East Haven. I think I'm missing a page out of this. I had a double page that I gave to Darkside, and uh, and I'm seem to be missing another page. Oh well, that's the ones that I have. There are more. Go to radio104.com, click on the D Euro sticker. Uh, the whole network, it's 46 locations, will open up. Get your D Euro. Like I said, lay claim to your morning show. Well, now let's see. We got everything covered. We're good to go. Hey, it's time now for the news. D Snyder Radio. Headlines. Police have arrested a Danbury man for possession of child pornography. They say they found the porn on 46-year-old Michael Stavola's computer. Stavola was arraigned yesterday for possession of child pornography, importing child pornography, and obscenity. You want Cap- scumbag? Want Captain Howdy to get him? That'd be nice. See, Captain Howdy's character is evolving. He's evolving. Because <clears throat> you'll notice we started out. In the beginning of the movie, he was going after young people, males and females. But How then, old were they? The range. Were they minors? Oh, yes. Some. He's a bad man. They were students. <laughs> students, but young students. Anyways, uh, but they weren't like, but they weren't little children. He's not a pedophile. Give me a break. What do you think, he's sick? That's one thing I do like about Captain Howdy is he's not <laughs> he's a not pedophile. not a pedophile. But then, he got better. Then... He came back, but he only got the people who hurt him. In the new movie? Like that Jaws movie, remember, when it was personal? At That's the right. end, when he went after the members of the Brody family? Well, strangely in two, this time it's personal. <laughs> in 3D. <laughs> in 3D. <laughs> and uh, you will see something very similar happening. You're going to see him evolve. You notice how Hannibal, he only goes mm-hmm. at this, he, he's not indiscriminate. Mm-hmm. He goes after people who are what he considers to be not nice or rude Mm -hmm. people. If they're rude, they get it. See? Captain Howdy thinks similarly. He went after that guy in the orchestra just because he didn't like the way he played. He was a bad player. (laughs) See, he needs to be removed. (laughs) I think, Nick, you're a goner. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're a god. Imagine when I meld Strange Land and D. Snyder Radio into like the fourth or fifth movie. <laughs> It'll be like really weird. Like, is D Captain Howdy or, or what? You know, it'll be real, one of those confusing movies. <laughs> Spoke to the shooting gallery yesterday. Everything's still on hold. Okay. Thanks for the update. That's Strange Land update. <laughs> Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman says he plans to make ecstasy his next big issue. Lieberman says what, it's time it to draw <laughs> more attention to the drug. In addition to meeting with state and local law enforcement, Lieberman plans to hold hearings in Washington on the so-called designer drug problem when the Easter recess is over. It was nice enough to take the pacifier out of his mouth long enough <laughs> to share that with us. The glow stick around his <laughs> neck. glow stick. He was at a rave. <laughs> The IRS is giving up on ever getting paid by some tax dodgers. New York Times is reporting. The IRS has written off two and a half billion dollars. It can't seem Excuse to me. squeeze Could out. Could you of say that properly? Two and, and a half billion dollars. Okay. It can't seem to squeeze out of a million tax delinquents. So they're just getting off the hook. I know. Where were they before I paid up my back taxes? <laughs> <laughs> Where was the kind? I, I missed the kinder, gentler IRS by like six months. You and Willie Nelson. <sighs> I got screwed. Did they come after you? Well, define after. You were getting calls and letters? Yeah. Threatening? Mm. Seizing your accounts and stuff like that—is that threatening? You were in arrears. Arrears. I was in arrears. <laughs> I was in arrears. But I'm, I'm up to date now. Well, that's good. No clear picture of the typical American family anymore. New census data shows the number of nuclear families with mom, dad, and kids all living together is increasing. Yay! The numbers also show more step parents, grandparents, and adoptive parents are raising children. You know what that is. The nuclear family? Mm -hmm. Old school. No, where's the dice man? Where's the dice? <laughs> oh, we gotta find I'm it. old school. Yeah, that's old school right there. <laughs> Bring back the old... That's Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> that is Leave it to Beaver right there. That's beautiful. Nick, you're a big fan of the nuclear family. I seem to remember that. Oh, yeah. That's when uh, women were in their right place. <laughs> there we go. There we go. He's back. And just as stupid as ever, folks. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, kids were much better off then. You didn't have school shootings and everything because the mom was around to, you know, take care of the Pay household. Pay no attention the to kids. the man behind the glass. Well, I mean, I don't think, you know, it, it, you've got to sort of weed through the stupidity to find the, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the germ of an actual credible idea in there. It's interesting that you say that. I don't know if you can definitely attribute school shootings to... La less stay-at-home moms. Sure you can. That would be an interesting thing to see, though. If all school shooters had working moms and working dads, you know, two working parents. Yeah. If they were all latchkey kids. There tends to be less of an awareness of what's going on with your kids when they're latchkey, though. I've noticed that. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. No one to watch the kids, you know? Here's a... Make dinner on Counterpoint. <laughs> Nick's mom stayed at home. <laughs> <laughs> Look how I turned out. Perfect. Exactly. Oh, good. good call. <laughs> okay, I think we'll move on with that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the Federal Aviation Administration is giving U.S. Airlines... You shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Airlines have three years to put defibrillators on all domestic and international flights to help patients who suffer from cardiac arrest. Flight attendants will be taught how to use the devices. Experts say the chance of survival drop by chances drop by 10% for each minute that a person in cardiac arrest fails to receive treatment. I say 
if Ozzy Osbourne's tour bus can have a defibrillator on it, the airlines can have a defibrillator. Yeah. I say if, if Sharon Osbourne can learn how to use one, so can the average flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> New study says older dads are more likely to have kids at risk of developing schizophrenia. Darkside thinks that they're getting defibrillators in case Ozzy's on the plane. <laughs> So attention, D. Older oh. dads more likely to have kids at risk of developing schizophrenia. Older dads. Now, does that mean starting as an older dad or being older as a dad? That means having your kids as an old, at an older age. <sighs> I'm unclear. Is it like no? I need clarity. If is if is it if you start older? Like I had my first kid when no. I was 26. 26. But I had Cheyenne when I was 41. I think. I think that's what they mean. I don't think it's when you start. It's when each kid is actually born. So Cheyenne's more likely to be schizophrenic than Jesse is. If you believe the study, it says that it shows that men actually have a biological clock as well when it comes to having kids. They studied about 87,000 people born between 1964 and 76 and found that men who had kids at ages 45 to 49 were twice as likely as those under 25 to have kids with schizophrenia. Let's get the attention off me and focus and put it where it belongs. Nick, mm. how old was your dad when he had you? Um, I think he, he was in his early 40s. Oh. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, I, I mean... He's I, not schizophrenic. I'm not schizophrenic. Yet. It usually manifests itself in the 20s, right? <laughs> no, you, I, Early twenties. I've, I've gotten nervous about that before. You know, you're not the, schizophrenic. Well, no, I know I'm not nervous about like it actually happening, but the voices are there. I, know. <laughs> I hear the voices. Okay, maybe you like, are. I take while, that back. You know, I'm not a doctor. I can't I mean, diagnose it. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit schizophrenic. Everybody he hears, hears the, voices. Yeah, his voices are mentally challenged voices. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> doesn't hear voices. Sure they do. Everybody's got other things going on in their mind that just kind of pop in your head a little bit. Uh, you know, it depends if you call them voices. I mean, I would not refer to them as voices. There's an inner voice. You know, if I yeah, but that's inner your inner D. Yeah, that's what you're thinking not about your yourself. Not your inner Bobby. Your inner Rain Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like Bobby coming out, but it's not somebody what's his completely what's, what's, what's different. What's his name then? Hal. <laughs> 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 Hello, Nick. <laughs> but you know, you have certain things now in your I'm, mind. Your name is Flounder. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got another voice. You know his name. I think you know your other voice's name. So your name's Gay Falcon. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you, dude. <laughs> well, three men are under arrest in New York in a theft that allegedly netted them 375,000 tiny liquor bottles served on airplanes. Wow. <laughs> the two suspects work for Sky Chef, the caterer that serves several airlines at Kennedy. Over the course of 16 months, prosecutors say the defendants took hundreds of cases of bottles and then sold them to local grocery stores and delis where the stores sold them for 2 to $3 a bottle. Stolen booze worth about one and a half million bucks. It's a party in the pocket. Okay. It's beautiful. Beats a flask. Right, Nick? You like those little bottles? You like those little bottles, Dark Side? Yeah, the nips. They're I, very convenient. I used to make bombs with them, with the empty ones. Oh, that's great. There's another use. Kid. <laughs> so first you get drunk, then you make a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Little Molotov cocktails to hurl at your little playmates. No, I used to put gunpowder in it and stuff. And pack it down? Pack it down in there, and then uh, get the metal cap going, put a wick in it. Do all of your friends of still time. have their fingers? 
Yeah, actually, believe it or not, we actually do. Yeah, we had a guy in our school making a homemade pipe bomb. He blew off the middle three. Ooh. We yeah. probably shouldn't be giving instructions on how to make out. bombs. Well, how about if I followed up with the guy who blew off the middle three fingers on his own <laughs> hand? That's good. Yeah, and he walked around. He used to wear like a lo- very ultra long sleeve shirt covering it because he just had it like scooped out between the pinky and thumb. Oh. It's a good look. Very alien. <laughs> <laughs> Like a sloth. Very nanu nanu. <laughs> nanu nanu. He was always going, I love you in Hawaiian. <laughs> so that's the risky take. Well, the man who's simple drawing, hangless Jimmy dude. Superfly Snooker. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you too, man. Oh, you got no fingers. Sorry, dude. The man whose simple drawing became a cultural icon has died. Harvey Ball, creator of The Smiley Face. Died yesterday after a short illness at the age of 79. What a genius. Ball co-owned an advertising and public relations firm in Worcester, Massachusetts, and designed the yellow and black symbol in 1963, it wasn't Forrest Gump, to boost the morale of workers at two recently merged insurance companies. He was paid $45 for the work and never applied for a trademark or copyright, something his son says his father never regretted. You know... I was around when those things first hit. <laughs> I'm old school. I was in high school when people started wearing those smiley face buttons. Uh. I'm proud to say I was the first person to wear a button with a frown and the word excrement written across it. <laughs> right on. Always the floor right? And a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, I was that guy. <laughs> also no longer among the living, the man who invented the zip code. His name was Robert Moon. He was also known as Mr. Zip. He came up with a number system that first appeared also in 1963 on the directory of post offices. Moon began his postal career in the 1940s and as an inspector in Philadelphia and Chicago, and right around that time, started working on his idea for a system he called the Zoning Improvement Plan. And he didn't get any royalties or any huge money for that invention, right? I think so. A lot of people are like that. He did become the director of delivery services for the post office in Washington in 1970. Oh, yeah, a solid gig. Yeah. First of all, I'll tell you a couple things. One, you know who does not get royalties for what he invented? The guy who invented the ATM machine. How has that changed the world? But he was working for a company and he just invented and they own the rights to it. And he just gets credit for coming up with it. But damn, if he invented that on his own, he'd be very wealthy. Number two, you said, what year did the smiley face come out? 63. Oh, it took a while to look caught on. He didn't catch <laughs> on until 72. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time. So he did it for an advertisement. It was mm-hmm. a slow build. Mm-hmm. was not popular until 72. So what did you guys do before there were zip codes? You just put the town and the yeah. state? Yeah. That's so wild. How about this? <laughs> Our phones used to be like... Mayfair 37570. I know, I know. Jackson 2571. Yeah, Freeport. <laughs> my, I remember my, my uh, first phone was Freeport 91440. FR9, Seriously? FR91440, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. When I was kid, I remember when we used to ring up Sarah, the operator. <laughs> no, I don't remember Jewel, that. Who am I speaking? <laughs> I remember party lines. Yeah, party lines. <laughs> in my town, when I was a kid, we just had to dial five numbers if you were calling in town. Five numbers? Because there was only one prefix in Naugatuck. It was 729. So you just dial nine, one, two, three, four. Wow. That was pretty sweet. Can't do that anymore. Oh, that's old school. You'll that's tell your school. grandkids about that. I will. Rotary dial and everything. Well, it looks like you can get in trouble if you sell your urine. That's the message authorities had for Kenneth Curtis, who's from South Carolina and is charged with selling his urine over the internet. 
An undercover state police officer busted Curtis after he allegedly delivered a bottle of urine at a gas station to someone who was purchasing it. Authorities say he's helping people cheat on drug tests, but Curtis says he's not a drug dealer. He's a urine dealer, and he contends he has a constitutional right, this is what the forefathers wanted, to sell bodily wastes, <laughs> and says it's none of anyone's business what people do with his urine. Well, I think we got to back his play here because mm-hmm. we've got our own concerns. First, not being able to sell urine, then not being able to sell human feces. This is America. This is America. This guy, I saw this guy, I don't know if it's this guy, but one of these guys on one of those, you know, 60 minutes or 48 hours shows mm-hmm. that's selling urine all over the place mm-hmm. deliberately to foil drug tests. He doesn't believe in drug testing. He says he's not a druggie. He just thinks it's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy? I don't How know. old is he, did they say? Uh-uh. Okay. Was, there are several of them out there, I'm sure. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. Of them. So basically they're busting down on it. They're cracking mm-hmm. down on them now? All right. Now, Sean's selling semen. Is there any problem with that? <laughs> he's got a stockpile. No one's bought any, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's an update on a story I did yesterday around this time. The strike that halted Guinness production in Ireland for the first time in more than 25 years has been suspended. They're back working at Guinness. Comes after day-long talks involving the Irish Labor Relations Commission. They're agreeing to talk about some of the issues that were at the heart of the matter. And so they're back online. Them Irish and... UK people, United Kingdom, you know, with Scotland and Wales and Britain, they love their Guinness. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was going to go for too long. I think we have a paper who's dead. The story is just messed. They're hitting them where they live. I, I'm mm-hmm. not surprised they resolved that probably later that same day. What do you mean, no Guinness? What's the fastest <laughs> resolution of a strike I've ever seen? Yeah, yeah. The story was over in a day. You'll never see them stop making beer for too long. <laughs> I mean, we're shutting down airlines yeah. here and, and car makers. Care for the elderly? We can do without <laughs> that. Beer? Are you nuts? People, the retarded people here in the group homes, Guinness, one day it's over. Yeah, we should talk to uh, Jim Cook about that when he comes in. Mm-hmm. If they've ever had a strike at Sam Adams, how long it lasted? He'd just walk down there with a case and start passing out beer. <laughs> yeah, have another one. Have another cold one. A pair of Romanian men threw a, a World War II mortar bomb on their bonfire for fun. <laughs> men told the police their reasoning after the bomb exploded, blowing a power grid out of the ground. Police said the men were lucky to survive and have charged them with causing damage to public property. They found the bomb in a ditch near their village. And what was the reason? For fun. Uh, I can understand that. I've never done anything that severe, but we did have a, um, I think I told you this once, but we did have a Macy's size Grucci firework, an eight inch mortar. We didn't have a pipe to set it off, me and my brothers. So on 4th of July, after we had blown everything else up in sight, we were just sitting trying to figure out how to launch this 8-inch mortar. It was one of those big, you know, mm-hmm. like chrysanthemum ones. So we got a 14-year-old to light it on the ground. <laughs> how old were you? 40, 30, 38, <laughs> 40. You had, a, you, you had a 14-year-old launch? Of- we told him to run. He didn't, we didn't force him to do it. Was it Jesse? No. Oh, you wouldn't use your own kid. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, it was so cool. We were all behind tables. We had all the tables turned over on so their sides. So you sent a 14-year-old to light it? 
it was a long fuse and we told him to run. He was he wasn't drunk or anything. Oh, well, that's really <laughs> better than using one of my brothers. <laughs> and we, I just remember. <laughs> I mean, this is on the ground, dark side, <laughs> on the in a small backyard. Now, you're talking about my brother's backyard. He's got a Cape Cod, was you know a little normal fifty by a hundred property, and he lit this thing, and and we're all like hiding behind furniture, and we had the kids were all in the house, look at windows, and I just the last thing I remember is when this thing went off is the outline of this 14-year-old's body leaping to safety <laughs> like the silhouette. It was it was unbelievable. That was, was awesome. He didn't get hurt or burnt or anything. Incredibly irresponsible. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was like Bruce Banner and the Hulk. You remember when the nuclear bomb went off? He couldn't get to safety in time. It's just like outline of his body leaping. Man, those things aren't meant to go off on the ground, you know. <laughs> It was a scene. There were small fires everywhere. It's uh, Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. <laughs> An overzealous census official in North Carolina. Marks, I said, I wish I was there. I wish I was that kid. <laughs> An overzealous census official in North Carolina has been convicted of breaking into a house to leave a census form. 61-year-old Hubert Lambert walked uninvited into a house and left the form on a kitchen table. He was sentenced to 45 days in jail, suspended for two years, and ordered to pay a $500 fine. These census workers, they're just temporary hires, aren't they? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a temp job. <laughs> I'm sure they don't do a big psychiatric exam on the people. District attorney says he got agitated and upset when the people wouldn't come to the door, so he walked into the house and left it on the table. And his other job, he served subpoenas. <laughs> Just forgot what he did. Uh, by the way, let's say in my defense, 14-year-olds are very fast runners. Okay, some of your fastest runners are at 14 years old. Don't you think, Nick? Oh, yeah. How fast quick. are you at 14? I was fast. Yeah. I don't even think I'd send Carl Lewis to light a firework that wasn't <laughs> properly set up. He's the fastest runner there is. It was a long fuse. There was plenty of time to escape. Why was he leaping, though? Oh, excited. <laughs> Actually, it was blown off, <laughs> off the ground. Um, hey, uh, we got to do some traffic, and then I got to do that sounder window again for the big contest. So, Psycho Dan, what's up? This traffic report is brought to you by Expect First Aid. Expect First Aid is currently looking for sales professionals, so please call 860-953-2500. Traveling on 84 East and West, both delay-free, 91 South. Just by exit 46 in Enfield, we had a report of a piece of plywood in the center lane. That'll slow you down just a little bit. Traveling at 91 North, everything looks good there. Route 2 is a smooth ride. At 714, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Ruck Report on Radio 104. Put them out! Put them out! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, back to the kitchen. I smell something burning. Uh, hey, Radio 104 is giving you a chance at 10 grand and a trip every workday. More stations, more money, more winners. Today, between 11 and 12 noon, 11 a.m. and 12 noon, that is, during Will Cow's show, the cue to call will play. And if you are caller number 25 to our nationwide toll-free number, one eight seven seven thirty three bucks, you will win $10,000 and a 15-day trip to Australia. That's right. And every weekday morning, I'll be announcing the one-hour window in which the cue to call will play that day at quarter past the hour, right here on D-Snyder Radio. And just as a heads up, all next week... We'll be giving you a chance at ten grand and a and a trip to Africa. Africa, yes, Africa. Okay, back to the news.
Well, actor Steve Buscemi has been released from the hospital after being stabbed several times during a bar fight in North Carolina. Arrested actor Vince Vaughn and a screenwriter, they were there with Buscemi. This happened in Wilmington. Apparently, what happened is Vince Vaughn went to talk to a girl. Who Who's Vince out. Vaughn? I'm trying to picture He him. was in Swingers. You remember that movie? He also was in Psycho. With Anne Heche. Tall, thin guy. Tall, thin guy. <coughs> okay, I think I know him. Good looking guy. Yeah. So basically what happened is... As opposed to the ugly actors that are in well, movies? Buscemi. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Vince Vaughn went to talk to a girl. Turned out to be the girlfriend of one of the locals in the bar. Scuffle broke out. Tempers got heated. Fists thrown. Knife came out. Buscemi was stabbed in the throat, head, and arm. Luckily, though, all minor. He was released from the hospital. <laughs> Didn't I know. anything but his brain. After being treated, uh, he's gone to New York to recover. Vaughn and, as I said, screenwriter Scott Rosenberg and the two locals were arrested and charged. Wow. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> this guy, the local, you know, I mean, Vince Vaughn, he's this dashing Hollywood actor. He should be, you know, it's nice he was talking to your girlfriend. They do not care for actor types. In you know, Carolina. a lot of jealousy. Mm -hmm. Especially when a Vince Vaughn or something like that comes, some swinging dick from Hollywood comes in there. Hey, bring on the bitch! Yeah, <laughs> like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, when we were out in Colorado, when we weren't, didn't have any big stars in there, you could definitely sense mm -hmm. locals were not too happy about it. I mean, you can win the locals over, but if you come in there with an attitude, you're mm -hmm. going to get some back, and it could be a problem. Nick, word to the wise. Yeah, I went into a uh, local bar in uh, San Francisco with uh, Leslie at the time. And, um, and I heard all the, and the guy said, who's she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we walked in and uh, it took about five seconds for us to turn around and walk out. <laughs> I knew better. Yeah, yeah, you got to watch out for mm -hmm. that stuff. I'm sorry, I hope Steve's all right. Survivor last night, Amber got kicked off the island. Which one's Amber, Dark Side? Uh, she's one of the faceless ones. Okay. One I thought chicks. you said she was good looking. Yeah, she was good looking, but I mean... I thought they were all faceless. Yeah, she's not too... I, I don't know. Now I don't this, think she, anything she did really stuck out. Was this expected? Because I thought that uh, you were saying you thought that Elizabeth was next to go. I thought Elizabeth was next to go, but then watching last night, there's this one dude, Colby who keeps winning all of the challenges, mm -hmm. all the immunity challenges and everything like that. And I thought for sure if he lost the immunity challenge last night, he'd be gone because he's like totally kicking everybody's ass in the game. Yeah, you want to get rid of that guy who's mm -hmm. always winning the immunity challenges. He won it again last night. so He uh, won again? Yep. So he hasn't lost? No, and he also won the challenge last night for food. Wow. Yeah, so uh, if he <laughs> loses the immunity challenge next week, I think he's, he's the next guy. How many go. do we have left? What's there, five left? I think so. Yeah, I think there's like five or six left. Well, listen, I think this is really cool. I've only seen it once myself, but I may tune in at the end because what they're doing is they haven't even let the, let the people on Survivor know who the winner is. So they took yeah. the vote there last December, and then they flew the ballots back to the United States, and even the members of Survivor don't know who the winner is, and we'll find out. May 3rd during the two-hour finale, Although, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Although Strom Thurmond is still the odds-on favorite. <laughs> People still think he's going to be the survivor. <laughs> he said, I'll outlive all you bastards. <laughs> uh, baseball Red Sox 8-2 over Baltimore. Mets shut out the Braves 1-0 in 10. Hockey playoff winners St. Louis, New Jersey, Washington, and Colorado. 
Mostly sunny but windy later this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. Tonight clear in the mid-30s and for tomorrow pretty nice sunny just right around 60. It's 44 at 720. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like saying that. Just needed to clear the air. Did you ever get that thing from uh, summer school? You know what we're talking about, that sound bite? Oh, yeah. You got it? Mm-hmm. Find it, man. That was, that was, you never used it. Just every now and then. Tension breaker had to be done. Sometimes you just have to. Mm-hmm. You know, tension breaker. Good morning, Mudbone. Mudbone's in the house, bright and early. What's up, guys? Yes, Good morning. Good morning. Yes, the A team is here. Hey. Haven't heard the Mudbone music in a while. Yeah. Hey, um, this reminds me. Brett Michaels from Poison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about two unrelated subjects. Uh, is gonna, we did an interview with him yesterday afternoon that we're going to play for you when we return. And we got tickets to the big Glam Slam Metal Jam, metal jam at the Meadows Music Theater on June 15th featuring Poison, Warrant, Quiet Riot, and Enough's Enough to give away after the interview. So don't start calling now, okay? Uh, and some D-mail uh, reactions to different things. Uh, of course, uh, reaction. Oh, is this bound to happen sooner or later, Beth Lockwood? But somebody's upset with your constant Romania bashing. Am I bashing them? You get a question about what kind of underwear you wear or don't. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, I may even get into a little uh, D-mail on nose picking as well when we return mm-hmm. with more D-Snyder Radio. So do stick around. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop fucking right now. What do you mean? Who are you? D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Monday on D. Snyder Radio. It's the D. Snyder Radio family feud. You know how it works. We got our Peeps Poll questions posted at Radio104.com. Our Peeps Poll questions posted. A lot of peas in there. And you go there. You answer the survey questions. And on Monday, when we do the feud, we use the top three answers. We use your opinions, and we try to figure out what you guys think. And we let listeners in on the fun, and we give away prize packs. It's a good time. You don't want to miss that. So be sure to go to the Peeps Poll and answer the new questions. We have a good survey sampling. Also, next week on D-Snyder Radio, uh, the latest offering from Matt from Agawam, the laughing of the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> the laughing of the chickens. It is a parody of Silence of the Lambs. Apparently, Sean has some issues from his days on the farm. So the laughing of the chickens. Not funny, dude. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a, it's a little funny. That's happening. And uh, after this coming interview with Brett Michaels, we'll have a pair of tickets to give away to the big Glam Slam Metal Jam. But before we get into the interview, <clears throat> I would like to share some D-mail with you, uh, some reactions. Like I said, Beth was bound to happen sooner or later. Letter here says, D, you guys need to chill out on the Romanians. Are you aware of the lawsuit against the HBO show The Sopranos? It's a very similar situation. Where does Beth get her news from the Romanian Inquirer? Come on now, give it a break. 
Reading news that is funny is one thing. Making fun of nationality is another. Yes, you could take this as a mild threat. We find a dead chicken head in your bed. Did you want me to <clears throat> stop doing stories in Romania? You do, and you're fired. <laughs> I'm not telling you my source, but it's a legitimate news source. It's not fake news. I don't do fake news. And and it's not a Romanian paper or mm -hmm. Romanian news source. It's it's the news. They just found Romania to be a hotbed of entertaining uh, stories. And I would like to say, I can't help it if that's what's happening over there. And if you were to go, you know, tit for tat, stories from the U.S. versus stories from Romania. Oh, yeah. There's more from the U.S. Of course, we have 100,000 times the population of Romania, yeah. but... There's still many more stories on the, from the, out of the United States. Equal opportunity. If the story is funny, I'm doing it. I don't care what country. <clears throat> okay. New subject, thongs. Well, it's not a new subject. New mm -hmm. subject right now. D, I, I think I have it figured out. This is from Jenna in Summers. The men of the morning show have all agreed that they have never noticed panty lines on Beth. I'd like to say for the record, I have not looked. No offense. That's all right. I hope you don't mind that. Not at all. I just thought it would be it's a better way to keep our relationship. I don't look at you either. Oh, you're a liar. I saw you checking my ass out. Maybe once. Uh, so Nick said she's got no panty line. Darkside, were you checking it out? I never checked. Okay. See, I know Darkside wouldn't. He, that's why he's always looking at the ground just in the event. Mm -hmm. He might actually accidentally look at somebody's ass and it'd be Sean's. Uh, Sean, you been checking it out? No, I don't check Beth out. So, no offense, Beth. You guys, you I am a human being. It's okay if you look at me. <laughs> well, You're making it seem like you turn it? into stone if you look at me. There's a difference between looking at you and looking at your ass for, for panty line like Nick's doing. It's just so pure, Beth. I don't want to, you know... Okay, you know what? I don't want you looking at me, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick tells us that there's no VPL. Beth mentioned that she tried a thong once and found it extremely uncomfortable, but refuses to let the listeners in on what type of underwear she does wear. Could it be that Beth doesn't wear any underwear <laughs> at all? This would explain why she does not have panty lines, yet does not wear a thong either. Just a thought. Jenna. Awesome. awesome. Mm. <laughs> uh, Still not telling. Commando. Who? Commando, Beth Lockwood. Well, you know, the bloomers, they come down so low that they don't, <laughs> right. they don't leave the panty line. If they're line. properly pulled down, you won't notice them. I mean, you did you ever line. notice a panty line on your grandma? No. <laughs> you can't have a panty line when the, when the line is down on your thigh. Has anybody checked that for a thigh line? <laughs> Somebody sent me an email that said I shouldn't get a thong that's one size bigger because then you have all this stuff that bunches up in the front, and you don't want that either. It looks like you have... Have a package. Right. Oh. And I don't want that. Oh, that would be worse. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy one in my size and You're one one size larger. Hopefully sometime next week is a busy weekend. Then I'll be able to report on which one is more comfortable. Okay. All right. And I just, one other thing I want to tell you is, um, I thought this was pretty interesting. Last night on the Carlito show, Carlito in protest over what happened with China painted his two friends and not talking about Scuba Steve and Special K, he painted his two friends like the Chinese flag. This is the kind of quality entertainment that's going on at Carlito <laughs> Show late night. Check him out. He's risque. I know. You know what his friends are? His genitalia? I would think so. It's a tough thing to paint. I never tried to paint mine. 
<laughs> Keeps wiggling around. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> half and last night on Carlito. Okay, yesterday, Brett Michaels called in in the afternoon, and we had a chance to speak with him about all kinds of things. So check out what happened yesterday on T-Snyder Radio. Well, yesterday afternoon. Are you ready, Dark Side? You okay? Yeah, but that means he was touching his balls sitting right here. Ha ha, ha ha ha. It was all funny the other day <laughs> when I didn't like that they had naked chicks on my chair. And it's all fun and games. Look at that little stain right there on your chair, right in the front, <laughs> right where the crotch is. Now who's got the Lysol, Dark Side Dave? It's all fun and games, so someone drapes his testicles across yeah. your studio chair. Ha 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 ha. All right, here's our interview with Brett. Check it out. Brett? Hey, D. Hey, Brett. How's it going, man? Awesome. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing really good, and uh, we got Beth Lockwood, my news person and co-host here. Hey, Brett. Hey, good morning. How are you this morning? Great, thanks. She was just singing your tunes and stuff like that. <laughs> Not as well. <laughs> me neither. Trust me. <laughs> she does a pretty good job, actually. Hey, belated happy birthday, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, March 15th for me. That's the same here. Yep. You and me share the same birthday. I know. The, well, I call, it's the Ides of March, correct? That's right. That's yeah, right. and uh, you know, I, I looked into it uh, for whatever this is worth, because uh, me and you are, are both very driven people, which for Pisces is kind of odd. So I looked into this, and it's, we were born on a day called the Heights, which are one of the few days uh, in March that Pisces become successful people. Is that right? Yeah, they're very driven because I, I, you know, Pisces are both supposed to be very creative and kind of laid back. Yeah, I hate our logo, man. Two fish swimming in different directions. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I, I know I can be laid back, but for the most part, I'm creative and driven. Yeah, well, I, I, th I thought I knew I had my chart done once. Not that I really believe in it too much, and I was at Aries Risings, which is the warrior. So I thought maybe that was it. Yeah, that, or that could be it too, because I haven't really fought. You know, I'm always a little. Uh, skeptical myself but for some reason I'm, i was just trying to figure out there's got to be something happening here that's uh, that's pushing us so all right well you got the big glam slam metal jam tour i just want to make sure we get this stuff in here before i start chatting about other things okay it's coming to our town on june 15th is that right guys yeah everybody's nodding like lunatics <laughs> here <laughs> and it's warrant you got enough's enough on the on board and quiet riot the whole gang that's cool yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was really glad you picked up Enough's Enough, because they're one of the underrated bands, really, of, of the 80s. Well, we had, you know, we had Enough's Enough. I, I think, first of all, the guys are, are, are great guys. We had them out with us on Native Tongue, and I think also when we were doing uh, Flesh and Blood. And uh, we took them over to Europe with us, and we had, besides the fact that I liked their music, we had an absolute blast over there together, and just great guys to be out on the road with. And uh, you know how that goes. You get out there for that long, you definitely want to be torn with people you can stand to be around. Especially, you also need to escape from Cece once in a while. <laughs> yeah, and there's no real escape to that that you've experienced in smaller doses than me. Dude, we had Cece on the show when you guys played at the Mohican he was Sun. There in the mo when you, you were there in the, the morning when we were uh, there last summer. Yeah, even I got to experience Cece. And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no for, well, he comes up, and you know, it's like, what is it, like 7, 6 in the morning? Early. And he's. Right. And I, they say, well, CeCe's backstage. I say, great. And I go back there, and he's like, wah, how you doing? I'm so happy to be here. And I said, oh, he's, he's goofing around. He's doing like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> and then it didn't stop. <laughs> the, 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 the really scary thing is, you would think, you know, and, and I could say this truthfully, in, in, uh, you would think that he would be completely 1,000% stoned. 
Yeah. And you're convinced, okay, this guy's high, and eventually he'll come down, and it'll <laughs> be okay. This is him sober. Uh, yeah. just, that, that's what makes it easy. You know, some people try to pretend they're crazy. There's really something wrong with CeCe, which is part of why I love him. Yes. And part of why I like to hit him with the bus occasionally. Yeah, I'm sure you have that going on. Now, speaking of Stone, I mean, CeCe certainly has partaken of his uh, drugs and alcohol in his day. Absolutely. Now, I, I, you're, uh, you're diabetic, correct? Right, right. I've been for 32 years now. Like... Insulin shooting, diabetic, that kind of insulin di shooting, blood sugar testing four times a day, diabetic. Now, if you're a diabetic, can you get high? Uh, I, I I believe you can do. This is the scariest thing. You can do what you want to do. It, it all of it will cost you, and that's. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. I've I try to uh, keep as as healthy as I possibly can and keep a balance. In other words, uh, if I'm going to have it once again and, and been able to enjoy it. So you did party in the 80s? Yeah, and, and even, you know, you can I can still go out and, and, and party now, but I just, again, it's it's finding that balance. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to tell anyone, obviously, how to, to, what's the right or wrong thing to do. You have to figure that out for yourself. For me, I just found a perfect balance of, of being able to get up, do my thing, work out, and, uh, and, and feel right, and put on a great show, which is, the, the music makes me higher than anything else, is being able to go out and play and do that. Because I was, because for some reason I thought that you were completely straight and clean, like I was, you know, like I've always been, not that I'm saying anything wrong with your lifestyle, and I was just going to say, how could you function with a band full of guys who apparently weren't all that clean and sober? Yeah, no, there was, I would, I would definitely have been, uh, I can say this, I would have been the, the least of the partiers in our band. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and there was no, if you put it up against, uh, you know, CeCe and Bobby and, and even Ricky, there was no real comparison. I, I, I lacked in that department. But, you know, as far as going out and having a good time and, and enjoying, uh, enjoying myself after the shows and uh, whatever, it, yeah, i just been able to balance it out much better. And, and being diabetic doesn't really, it doesn't really allow me the ability to ever have gotten like CeCe did. I would have just been dead. Well, you look pretty healthy, bro. We're talking to Brett Mike. Michaels from Poison coming to the Meadows on June 15th with the Glam Slam Metal Jam. Um, so, did you see the uh, the VH1 top 40 hair bands of all time? Yes, and uh, and I wanted to say this to you, and, and I said it uh, just before we called in. Um, uh, we had spoke, I believe it was to Aaron. Oh, that was my guy? Was it Sean? Yeah, or Sean. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yes, and I apologize to Sean, and they... Um, and I was just saying that, you know, that was, I really thought, and I say this truthfully, you did an absolutely great show, you know, besides the energy and hosting it, that I think the music that, that you and I play and the music that we continue to play is, I love what I do. I've taken, not only have I had a lot of success with it, but also have taken a lot of, uh, a lot of, beatings for it as well, but stuck to my guns, and, and I think the way you hosted that show, and especially when it, it got down to the top two. <laughs> let's just I was robbed! Call it what it is. <laughs> when it got down to the top two best, it was, uh, it was I mean, but the way you handled it and did it, it was great, and, and I think people... Uh, just really, I've gotten nothing but uh, great word back on it. I watched it myself. I thought it was very cool. Oh, they said it was, uh, Brad, they said it was the highest rated show of the week. Yeah, and I just think people were, I mean, b besides you doing a great job of hosting it, the, the fact is that, that people, it was excited. We were excited about what we were doing, and, and I'm still excited about what I do. And I, I 
if I can't give you anything else, I can at least give you some passion. Well, you know what? I, I got I tell you this. You know, <coughs> first of all, I was I was embarrassed watching some of the other artists apologizing for what they did. You know, for for their you know for their time in the spotlight. I mean. What does anybody have to be ashamed of? You know, if you put your heart into it and you believed in it and you loved what you were doing and you were passionate about it. Absolutely. Did you see some of those bands? I mean, I, I, a couple of them I wanted to beat their ass. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm like, they're, they're, uh, you know, I won't mention names, but a couple are almost like, like saying, don't blame me for what I did. And I'm thinking, well, if anything, if you were doing it back then and you didn't mean it, the music you were making and what you were doing, then you were selling out then. In other words, you and me, we were doing it. We did it. We love what we did. I saw you guys playing many times, even before, as you as you put it. <laughs> I was coming to see you guys. Play. You guys put on a great show, and I'm like, this this is energy. People were insanely into it, and I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be over the top. I want to be ballsy, and I'm never going to apologize for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did what I did because it's what I wanted to do, not because it was the only thing I could do. Right. It was a choice. Not nobody made for me. I said, this is the kind of music. I Want to play? I was a classically trained countertenor, for God's sakes, but I didn't want to sit there and sing an opera. I wanted to kick ass on a stage. But enough about me. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Let's talk about you. I, you know, we've never had the opportunity, and uh, you know, to sit down and talk. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. You know, you're a guy who's in great shape, and you're motivated. You also you've been aspiring filmmaker, writing, directing, and I respect that. Because you've you've you put your own money on the line to make the films that you've made. Am I correct? Yeah, the first one, the first one I ever did, um, and I'll put it as simple as I can. Um, I was I was in William Morrison's office, watching them picking up scripts and laughing at people. Okay, not not necessarily laughing. I'm an agent's office, and they're going, "Yeah, this guy thinks he can write, and this guy thinks he can act." And I'm thinking to myself in my head. That's what they're going to do to me when I walk out of here. Sure. So, you know what? I picked up, I picked up my script. I wrote a script called A Letter from Death Row. And I said, you know what? I, I wrote this thing. I'm going to take it down to a, as you know how this goes, I found a right-to-work state. For me, I had to because it was my own cash. Oh, yeah. I went down to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, found a great crew of people. Um, and they, they gave us, uh, the, the film commission there was great. And I was just passionate about making this movie, whether I was the only person who would ever view it, I didn't know. And I went out there and made it and tried to make as, as off the wall and interesting film as I could do. And fortunately for me, a company, I, we, we screened it once, a company called Showcase bought the film. They distributed it. And from that, I got, uh, um, a deal with, uh, a, a company called Millennium Dimension, which is part of Merrimax, okay. and they bought No Code of Conduct, which I did with Martin and Charlie Sheen, and then we got to produce, while we were doing that, I got to produce another film we were doing called Free Money with Marlon Brando and Mira Servino. Wow, is this, uh, is Marlon still, like, fat as a house? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? Is Marlon fat as a house? <laughs> I, you know what, I'll, only because he's a legend and out of respect. I will I will keep my comments so off the so we're off the air. We heard that you're only you can't film them below the neck. Is there any truth to that? <laughs> Years <laughs> actually, but I don't want to mention. You okay. have eyes to see, do you? Don't need to ask. He's big. I, I don't put you. So, are, are you going to? You hope to continue uh, making films? Yeah, absolutely. I like you know, and, and this is the one thing that that uh, that I find that me and you have in common about doing stuff. Um, I like 
creating, and, I, and I've said this many times, I like taking, you know, something that you think about and you create it. Basically, you're taking a thought or air or whatever you want to call it, and, and you're turning it into something. And I think there's lots of people that have great ideas, but it takes a lot of balls to be able to take the beating that it takes to actually complete a film, a record, anything. You better have nerves of steel because all the way along the line, besides putting your money out there, people are telling you how crappy it is and this will never work, and you just got to you just got to keep doing it. So you made uh, three films to date? Three films. Actually, you made four, but the fourth one I think you were trying to not get released, if I remember. I, I think I know where you're going with that <laughs> one, and, and trust me. By the way, that, that is officially, uh, that, that case, uh, we, we went to, a, uh, we went to uh, arbitration on that. And although I can't talk a lot about it yet, uh, Pamela and I are releasing a, uh, a little statement about it. We have settled, and uh, we won. So you did not now. I mean, yeah, we officially. Although you, we didn't really win. I mean, in other words, it's out there right. that that you can't stop, and they're going to bootleg it till the end of time. But we officially won as far as it ever being at a Tower Records or you know a, the company having the rights. I mean, I, I said from the beginning, I said you can you can say what you want about the video, how it got out or didn't go out. I know her and I had nothing to do with it, and that if we fight this, we can stop it uh, as far as legally being out there. Well, that's cool. How how does we're trying to figure out the other day, you know, and we are talking about Tommy and, and Pam's film, and uh, their work together. How does, it, how does something like that get out? I, it, I don't know. In their case, it's tough for me to comment. Cause no, I you. Really, on you guys. On, on ours, it was really simple. You go through a lot. It's a long, and I hope I'm not putting your, you know, your audience asleep here with this story, but the... No, usually they like um, tapes with Pamela Anderson naked. Yeah, so this is what, I'm waking them back up. So yeah. Don't worry about that. This is a true story. I'll, I'll get into how it works. It, it, with, with our situation, um, again, I'm going to watch names and stuff here because it, it, I have to be careful of how I say it. This will, this will all come out in the next couple weeks. Okay. But until I can officially say it, I'll say it like this. There was a, a person that worked for me and for Pamela doing security at the time who, at the time of us making the tape, apparently uh, was someone, that, well, this person was, not apparently was, very close to me, made a copy of a portion of the tape. In other words, they took the tape, knew the combination, got it out of the safe, made a copy wow. of the tape, but didn't copy all of it. So when I finally... So you didn't show him the tape? No, no. Never officially ever stuck it in, and he's never... No, no one's ever officially, me and her, stuck it in and said, here, watch our tape. Check us out, yeah. No, this was for me and her. I mean, literally to enjoy. That was it, period. End of story. I mean, there was no... I mean, that was... I, I wish I could say there was more thought-out plan, but it was literally going to a Halloween party at the Playboy Mansion, and we decided to have uh, a, a couple hours of fun before we went up, and never thought realistically never thought twice about it because I believe the people in my life at that time were all good people. And even if they may have known it was done, would never do anything like this to me. I mean, I truthfully, that's truthfully a, a believed drag. it. That's a and, drag. And that's the biggest, you know what, of all the stuff that happened with this tape, and, I, and I'll get into it, is when you lose someone who's not only working as, as security for you, but also one of your best friends, that's the biggest drag. But when you get yourself into a money situation, apparently like they had, which no one knew about, they just were in desperate need. Right. They took a piece of it out there, marketed it. So there's more? Yeah, they started marketing this thing in 94, and, and no one would buy it because they knew that Pamela and I did not give them the rights. 
Yeah, but then when the Tommy and Pam thing came out, they, everybody's probably looking for more. You nailed it. Part two. Just, no, you nailed it. Yeah, you took the, yeah, I did nail it, but <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. You took the, That's what happened. Once that became big, because unfortunately for Pamela and Tommy, where, where they were unfortunate, is both of them, which I found this, and I even said this to her, I found it very odd. They signed off on an agreement allowing IEG to show 14 minutes of their sex tape and, and release of publicity. I know. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm going, if you wanted it stopped, what the hell? In other words, if you didn't want it stopped, who cares? But just tell everybody you wanted it out there. But with our case, that never happened, so we stopped them. Take the high road, Brett. Take the high road. Hey, yeah, you're coming on June 15th. Hey, you guys, uh, you've got a new single out called Rockstar, and that's from the album that you've had out for a while, the live record? After the people came out last summer, and what we're doing is this. We, we had written, we, again, here goes back to CeCe, out of his mind last year because, you know, we did the 99 reunion tour. He was great, came off the road. Never spoke to him. He wouldn't call. He didn't call me back. Right. Me, you know, I dropped him off at his house. We're laughing, talking. Hey, I love you, love you. Great to see you in a couple of weeks. Boom, bang. Never heard from him again. He went mentally nuts. Of course. Um, and then he came back around. But while we were doing this, we were going into the studio with Bob Ezrin and Richie Zito to do Power to the People, which was going to be 10 new songs. CC didn't show. So then this is story of our bands. surprising. He's so stable. <laughs> yes. And so having this stability, uh, uh, he didn't show, which is he openly admits now he flipped out. And, uh, and so we ended up putting uh, a, a live songs we had recorded last year with five new ones, but we started to record this song, Rockstar. So we finished it. It's now on uh, as a bonus track on Power to the People, but we're also giving it to the fans who've already bought Power to the People for free on the website. That's cool. So, you know, in other words, I don't want to make them go out and buy the record again. If they just want the single, they can order it for free and uh, whatever it costs to ship it to them, and that's it. That's great. All right, well, okay, Poison, Warrant, Quiet Riot, and Enough's Enough, Glam Slam Metal Jam, June 15th, Meadows Music Theater, plus Power to People, of course, in stores with a new bonus track on it, right? Absolutely. Website, anything we need to uh, pump, dsnyder.com, and you? <laughs> yeah, and, and I, yes, brettmichaels.com, poisonweb.com. Okay. I don't want to be a shameless promoter of anything. Hey, and Gene Simmons wants to get in there. Um, on kissonline.com right now, you can buy <laughs> the actual what? microphone that he's talking about. I've autographed it, and it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't want to say any of that. No, I don't want to say that. It's great talking to you, man, and hopefully when you guys are in town, we'll get to hook up, grab a bite to eat or something, okay? Well, let's plan on this and I'll finish with this. I want to thank you first of all for uh, for uh, and, I, and I say this for uh, all the years of great music that you had given us, right? And I also want to say this, uh, at the show this year is going to be insane. We've always had nothing but great loyal fans uh, and so I wanted to say this to you, which would be very cool for me we never got a chance to do this is if you get a chance to come up on stage and do one song with us I'm not holding you to it. Okay. But I'm going to hold okay. you well, okay, we'll see. It's the song you want to do. It's a distinct possibility. It's tough to get me out there. <laughs> I, I understand. He's so shy and reserved, Brett, you know. Uh, he's so laid back, and but I would be totally honored. Uh, we'll pick the song up. We'll work it up. Uh, I will have you set up so great. And, uh, All right, man. Okay, I, I think I think we'll pull that. We'll put that together. I'm going to tell you one thing. Okay, I'll say this to the people. Poison is giving the people what they want, the real deal. It's, it's the show that you expect to see. 
do everybody a favor and see if you can get Janie Lane to drop the baggies in the wallet chain because it's not working and no one's interested in seeing that anymore. Okay, Brett? You got it. Okay. I'll work the lower body. You take the head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett Michaels, everybody. Bravo. Great talking to you, Brett. Take it easy, buddy. Bye, Brett. Bye. We're back. Are you going to do that? I think you should. What? I didn't hear. Get up there and, and jam with poison. Rock out with my cock out? I'll definitely go to the show if you're going to do that. I think I'm, I'm thinking about going anyway. But I think um, he was he wasn't letting up. He called back immediately after the interview and said, "What song?" Did he really? Oh, you weren't there for that. Yeah. So, uh, so I told him to work something up. Yeah, I think I'll be there. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Now, will it be a Poison song or a Twisted Sister song or an ACDC song? Well, he said, what do you want to do? Poison, Kiss, Twisted. I said, "Mm, let me think. Okay, we're not going to take it. Uh, (laughs) I said, you want to bring the house down? Do, you know... Do You guys can do rock and roll all night party every day. CC may just lose his mind. CC. Hey, CC. Yeah, so uh, we're going to do it. Oh, how fun. Yeah, we'll do it. It'll be fun. They should give you a cut of the tickets. Cut of the door. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of that, uh, you want to go to the Glam Slam Metal Jam? Call number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. We'll win tickets to the Big Poison, Warrant, Quiet, Riot, and Enough is Enough show on June 15th at the Meadows Music Theater. And hey, want a chance at front row tickets? Be sure to listen to the House of Hair this Saturday night at 11 p.m. Jot down the Poison song that I play and what I say about Poison. And on Monday... When I ask you to call in with the information, the right number caller with the right info will win a pair of front row tickets to Poison's Glam Slam Metal Jam, Metal Jam. okay? Okay, phones are all lit up. People are very excited. 860-666-4444. Next up, brand new Talking Dirty with Beth Lockwood. Did we miss the traffic, bro? No, we just got to do it now. Well, we missed it 10 minutes ago. Okay, we got to give people some traffic. So uh, let me, we'll have some reactions to Nick's Use of uh, non-PC words to describe people who are mentally challenged. Big reaction to that. And news. Beth Lockwood, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Well, if you're going to the Easter egg hunt at the White House, don't bring a gun. They're issuing a warning. Okay. Another reason not getting enough sleep is really bad for you. It doesn't say don't bring a gun to the Glam Slam (laughs) Metal Jam either. (laughs) A Maryland landlord in trouble for spying on his tenants. Well, he should be. Neighborhood feud leads to some arrests. The Rock is in the news, as is Marlon Brando. Big fatso, Marlon Brando. <laughs> okay, let's get some traffic, take a break, and we'll be back. Psycho Dan. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. Let me see. Happening next week on D Snyder Radio. Mm. Oh, brand new in the hood, Beth Lockwood. Oh, what is that? You ask. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard it, you certainly do not want to miss it. Beth Lockwood doing legitimizing, I think, the hardcore hip hop world by doing readings of classic hardcore songs. Next week's offering from the Notorious B.I.G. I think, you know, people say, this argument, is it art? Is it not art? I think I think it's clear once Beth does a reading. I think <laughs> you understand. Clear one way or the other. You'll have your answer. <laughs> so, uh, look forward to that. And, you know, we got, Jim Cook was supposed to show up at 8.30, but he's such a 
He's such a, I don't know, a do-gooder. He's here at 8 o'clock. He's the president of Sam Adams. The faster he gets these interviews done, the faster he can get out and get down to the bar. Or start drinking. <laughs> That's true, too. So it's, why wait? I mean, 8.30, 8 o'clock. So, and is, is he half in the bag already? Uh, actually, he looks pretty good this okay. morning. Well, Wide awake. Well, it's only 8 o'clock. We'll rectify that. <laughs> well, we're going to bring him in early. We're going to postpone our newscast for a little bit so we can talk to him. But I do want to get some reaction um, on Nick and his, him mouthing off. But first, I'm sorry. <laughs> How could I forget this? Talking Dirty, brand new, with Beth Lockwood, mm -hmm. courtesy of Brenda B. and our very own Dark Side Dave. It was a team effort. An effort. Enjoy. And now, Dee Snyder Radio presents Talking Dirty with Beth Lockwood. He's living the life of Riley in that hole. <laughs> that was Beth Lockwood talking dirty on Dee Snyder Radio. You're embarrassing me in front of Jim Cohn. Woo! Is it warm in here? It's, <laughs> it's warm. Okay, uh, some reactions. Yes, 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 yes. Yesterday, Nick, you remember, people who were listening, did a, a piece on the street with the healthcare union. They were out on a one-day strike and was discussing the, their, the people they're responsible for, the mentally handicapped, and referring to them as retards through the entire interview which he was corrected most of the time, mm -hmm. and we got into an argument with Nick about it. And um, people reacted. Phones lit up, and they reacted a big way. Uh, Councilor Rich from Bristol says, I agree 100% with Nick on one single point. These people have been dealt absolutely brutal cards in life through no fault of their own. Having worked with the mentally ill for the past year, I know that for the most part, they are constantly tormented, not by dumbasses like Nick, but rather the voices they hear in their heads. I believe it would be in everyone's best interest to keep in mind that we are all a bad day away from being in the same boat. You know, the, it, it, I told you, my, mm -hmm. my brother has two children who, who have issues, for lack of a better word. Uh, i got to find Chuck's thing here. Um, Rose from Southington says, it's not fair to call Nick mentally challenged as an explanation to his idiocy. That would be an insult to the real mentally challenged people out there. My theory is that Nick is actually the missing link. He's the only living specimen of a Neanderthal man. <laughs> I'll buy that. Big Steve says, Cindy, maybe Nick's take is a little too far sometimes, but if she can laugh at everything... Cindy's the woman who said she would stop mm -hmm. listening to the show. By the way, we have an update from her. But if she can laugh at everything else you guys bust on, then why not that? It's nothing personal in her case. Just good fun. I mean, you guys are always busting on fat people. Look at Sean. Laugh out loud. <laughs> but I'm fat. I don't take offense. I didn't stop listening because of that. It's all in good fun and to make people laugh. Big Steve. Yeah. Capital B-I-G, by the way. Sport. All right. Uh, Sherry from Southington says, D. Snyder Radio and its team are, are a success because of the chemistry amongst your team and the just-over-the-edge type of stunts you pull. Number one. Number one risk taker, Nick. He appears to be morally corrupt and mentally challenged himself. However, his risky contributions to your show are what make me laugh out loud. I'm sure someday he'll do or say something that will offend me, but I really don't think I could take anything seriously enough that would turn me away as a listener. We are peeps tune in every day knowing we will be entertained. Right on. So with regards to the retards, was his choice of terminology wrong? Yes. Did I laugh? Hell yes. So shoot me. Sherry from Southington. <laughs> Stretch says, I must say that it's a shame to think that a college-educated person such as Nick could be so dense 
Personally, I have no tolerance for negative stereotypes of any sort. Does he realize how ignorant he sounds? All right. These signs change happens one person at a time. That's stretch. Do you realize how ignorant you sound? What? Do you realize how ignorant you sound? That's a question. Yes or no? Yes or no, Mr. Lentino? Uh, No, okay. I don't. Um, let's see. Here says, uh, all you people who say mentally retarded are, uh, is, are not being PC in your own right. People with... MR are getting help from the DMR, Department of Mental Retardation. These people are lobbying the government to change the name of DMR because they're offended by it. And you know that. Secondly, ask yourself, have you ever said the words idiot, moron, imbecile? Have you? I'm sure you have. And at some point, every person has said those names in a negative fashion towards another person. Well, a quick history lesson. Those words were originally the ways to describe the varying levels of of MR, mental retardation. So who's talking PC now? No one. We've all said things of this nature. We've all laughed at things as well. Lighten up people, go watch a Mel Brooks movie or something. Signed, Disturbed, a.k.a. Jason and Danbury, a.k.a. Keep on, I mean, not a.k.a. P.S. Keep on rocking, Nick. Awesome. Thank you. And this letter here, uh, these next three, and is, uh, are really very good points. The last one being from Cindy in New Haven herself. So today, Opal Stardust, a.k.a. Rebecca from Manchester. Everybody's got an a.k.a. now. Mm -hmm. Today, you guys were talking about Nick calling people retards or retarded. Well, I have to say, I'm with Nick on this one. I feel people are too crazy on this whole politically correct thing. If someone is retarded, they are retarded. So what's wrong with using a word to, uh, a word to describe them? I don't agree that, is be, that it be used to make fun of someone who is. I have a retarded sister. And I hate it when people make fun of retarded people. But just using the word is fine. Why say mentally challenged when a much shorter synonym is just as, co as comprehensible? Um, it is actually interesting if you think about it. Yeah, but she's saying retarded, not retard. Well, uh, this next letter actually uh, goes with this, and I, and I think it's a very good point. So part of the problem... Is another person writing in here. This is uh, Chuck from Agawam, Mass. Part of the problem is the concept, concept of political correctness. This concept is inherently flawed in that it assumes by changing the name or description of a group, condition, or, or is it malady or malady? Malady. Malady. It disguises or removes the negative connotation associated with that condition. If we create a term that is temporarily appropriate, non-offensive, and socially acceptable, the world is suddenly a better place. I say temporary because it is only a matter of time before we start using mentally challenged to describe the kid next door who just used his index finger to dig out a snot the size of a cornflake from his nose. <laughs> anyway, the real issue is the intent of the expression. You can call someone who is mentally challenged retarded, intellectually slow, exceptional, that guy on the bottom floor who has elocution difficulties or whatever, but as long as it's not intended to be disrespectful or inflammatory, does it really matter what the term is? Are we also sensitive that we can't face who and what we are? Calling someone visually impaired doesn't make them less blind. Or follically impaired doesn't make them less bald or physically disabled, less handicapped or crippled. As long as we have respect for all people, I think we're entitled to have a sense of humor as well. As the issue relates to Nick, does that really need any explaining? I don't think anyone is semantically gifted enough to create an appropriate term to thoroughly describe him. The point that they're making, and this is what I've taken out of this, and that's why I love talking about these things, is that it seems that, look at the situation with blacks, okay, with African Americans. There was a time where they fought 
to have the word Negro used to describe them. And then when everybody started using the word Negro, for some reason that found was not, appro- not the appropriate word, so it was changed to black. Now when everybody started using black, now it's been changed to African American. It seems it's not the word so much as the way the word's being used that people are objecting to. The word retard or retarded is an actual word. It's an actual term, Beth. It's not yeah, I know. some made-up slang, you know, just just horrible thing, you know, that people have come up with, you know, uh, to, to, to be offensive. It's an actual term. But at some point, like uh, Chuck said, when the next-door neighbor's kid's being referred to as retarded, because he's picking his nose, and all of a sudden everybody's like, well, no, we got to, you know, uh, we got to change that word to mentally challenged. And they'll want to change mentally challenged when everybody starts calling Nick mentally challenged. We weren't talking about the word retarded. We are talking about the word retard. He is both. He is both retard and retarded. I am? You did. When you were oh, talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said I used the, both. The retards. Yeah. And they're retarded. You used both of them. 